0: Welcome back. You are now doing less with John and Jeff. Thanks for listening. Um, thanks for all your feedback from the previous episodes. Today we're going to dive into the hot topic that people are talking about, which is the impeachment hearings.
1: That's uh, right. So, whatever you're doing, stop. You're doing too much. <laughs> Put it down. We need you to be doing less right now with us. The very important stuff we're going to be this talking is important.
0: about. It's the most important issue that our, our humble nation faces right now. We are at the brink of allowing a man to stay in office who has committed high crimes, high treason. I don't even know. Yes, High right, crimes so and misdemeanors <laughs> is misti- what they're
1: going, getting them for.
0: So full disclosure, I haven't been following too close other than the New York Times impeachment briefing in my, in my email. Uh, inbox that i immediately click as <laughs> as read and then move on because i don't have time to read it um but i mean it's people <laughs> it's it's keeping a lot of people you know stimulated occupied what about you jeff you've been following along with the impeachment uh
1: honestly i haven't been following on too much i did read you haven't the, trans, the transcript. Of the you phone said, call in question. You said you, well, I, I'm so, I have I'm not sorry, been following it too much. Okay. Yet. Just clarify. Um Yeah, I, I read the transcript of the phone call. It didn't look great. Um, <laughs> am I convinced he did he committed a crime? Not necessarily. And maybe we can get into like the two sides of the thing. Uh but uh as far as I know, that's really the only um hard evidence is the is the I guess they have a few witnesses of the phone call, but if they're witnessing the phone call at the end of the day, that the evidence of the phone call is probably more important than any witness, uh um, yeah. unless so, they heard some other additional conversations. So
0: and by the phone call, he's referring to a phone call between Donald Trump and Ukrainian I don't even know who, Ukrainian um ambassador, I think. Ambassador. Um Her. Withholding aid, Donald Trump was withholding aid to Ukraine for their crisis, some kind of crisis. Some it's like, like emergency. Uh,
1: war aid. War some, aid. Like military aid. And... Because like, Russia's up their
0: ass. <laughs> right. So withholding military aid on the premise that they would receive it um, after a successful investigation into Hunter Biden, the son of Joe Biden... Um, otherwise known as a quid pro quo is what the accusation is that's mm-hmm. something that's not okay to uh to hold another government hostage I guess you could call it or like blackmail them until they do your bidding um mm-hmm. so it's got a lot of people following along to see whether he did uh commit this act, donald trump or if um I guess the defense from Tom Trump is that he did nothing
1: wrong. He's just kind of said... <laughs> the he did, The phone call was perfect, as he might say. <laughs> right. So, And I
0: guess we can take a little step back. To not get too political, I mean, we don't really... Neither of us would either come out for or against Trump, I would say, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of just here to discuss the facts, discuss the actual... In a previous episode, I called it, what I say economic logistics or the monetary logistics just kind of just logistics of things that are happening what is actually happening what are the effects what are the causes and effects
1: yeah um, I think what we're trying to do is is keep <clears throat> scope like in terms yeah. of look at what actually is important and is actually going to affect people's lives so I don't know it sounds really important that Donald Trump may get removed over this thing yeah i mean impeachment's a big deal yeah it's i mean it is a big deal but also is it right (laughs) so okay that's what
0: we'll talk about um so don't get upset if you're a big trump supporter or if you hate trump and (laughs) think that what we're saying is either or of the either one of those things because i what i see what it's kind of turned me off from following the whole it's like you see someone testify or, you know, someone testifies, some, you know, a clip comes out clip from the hearing goes viral. And then I'll see the direct response to that same clip from two different people based on whether or not they support, you know, the actors or the entities involved will come out with directly opposition of like, Oh, he's completely exonerated. This is all you need to see versus oh, he's done for, he's, you know, this is open and shut case, he is going to be, uh, you know, completely, um, what is it, found guilty of all charges, so, right,
1: but let's I think just, part ahead. of this is evidence in the sense that it seems like probably no, none of the Republicans will be voting to remove, and probably all the Democrats will be voting to remove, so it's, like, if it's that partisan, you know, right. how much is There's there, not a lot of know? logic going <laughs> There's <laughs> yeah, not a lot of just... logical thinking. <laughs> <laughs> it's when... kind of like people have made up their mind. Yeah. And then for the their evidence team. doesn't really matter. Right.
0: Yeah. So, um, so, Jeff, why don't you tell me what is going to happen? Like, what's the big deal? What's going to happen if impe- impeachment happens?
1: Well, if he's just impeached – and well, he's already been impeached. They're impeaching him. They've already – the inquiry is over. They're going to impeach him. Okay. But all that means is they're going to decide whether or not he needs to be removed for his high crimes and misdemeanors or whatever it may be. And so impeachment is the process of deciding whether or not you're going to remove the president. So Bill Clinton was impeached. He was not removed. Um, and he was impeached for lying about on the stand that he got a blow job from Monica Lewinsky <laughs> and so, he said he didn't and he did. And so people were like, oh, he perjured himself and that's a crime. Perjury is a crime. So it's not yeah. like, it's not nothing. It's kind of funny, I think, but <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> it just doesn't the- seem like that big a deal to me. Like everyone lies about shit like that all the time, I think. But, uh, yeah, I guess you expect a little better from your president. That's fair. but uh so this time there's this phone call like john said where you know he's withholding aid and he he wants to figure out what happened with hunter biden so hunter biden is joe biden's son and joe biden used to be the vice president and hunter biden got this job at uh this like oil company in Ukraine, and he doesn't even speak Ukrainian, and he doesn't know anything about the oil industry. So it, it is really suspicious, honestly, like he got this, like high uh, level job without really any credentials. So honestly, it is very suspicious. Um, now, do I said, so I guess the defense of Trump is there is legitimate what appears to be corruption going on. So you don't want to give aid to a country that is corrupt, so you're saying, okay, I'm not going to give you this aid until I can make sure there's going to be no funny business. And so that's like the defense. It's like, okay, you know, um, if, if that's the case, then there's no wrongdoing. Uh, do I think that's what Trump was thinking about when he had this phone call versus like getting dirt on Biden, honestly, I I probably would lean towards the fact that he was probably just trying to get dirt on Biden. Can I prove that? No. Um, can anyone prove that so far? I don't think so. Um, and so, I don't know, I'm kind of just like neither here nor there on this thing where it's like both sides seem like they have legitimate arguments here, but generally you give the benefit to the doubt of a person if you can't, like, prove without a reasonable doubt that they did something wrong. Um, And I think that's, again, evidenced by the fact that it's, like, if you're a Democrat, oh, get rid of him. If you're a Republican, it's like, oh, you're crazy. This is, like, this is a hit job or whatever.
0: Right. And so if they're successful, if the Democrats are successful, then congratulations, your prize is Donald Trump. I mean, he's very embarrassed. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Mike Pence is the president <laughs> for a year, and then, uh, and then that, and that's it. You, you're running <laughs> up against Mike Pence, which is pretty much the same as Donald Trump. I guess. I guess he's not it, as much of a personality.
1: I don't think he have. I think he's probably easier to beat uh, than Trump, and so there could be some sort of political motivation there, where it's like, oh, if we can get rid of Trump in the impeachment then we don't have to worry about it in an election but um i don't know like what do you what are you hoping your guy is going to get done you know like i look at both sides of the the field and i'm i just (laughs) what significant changes do we think these people are going to be making to our everyday lives
0: right it's like it's not like they're making any like donald trump has done what in his presidency like directly because of him like the corporate tax
1: cut maybe and i mean that's uh, not even him alone like he had an immense amount of support from his cabinet which i guess is appointed by him but um and congress you know it had to go through con it's not like he, he can't just make laws congress had to so there's already enough people in congress to get that done uh the tariffs he's able to just uh say i decree therefore tariff which that doesn't seem okay to me right and I'd, I'd be yeah. very happy if that stopped happening <laughs> but <laughs> like, like uh yeah he can just kind of be like okay tariffs and he just slaps them on i don't know why the president has this power i don't know where it came from but it's it it wasn't originally intended in the constitution if you look at it so right. it's kind of wiggled its way in there somehow yeah that is really
0: bizarre i Ever since the beginning, up to and including when he called himself the tariff man <laughs> and beyond, I was very dumbstruck as to why that was allowed to happen because yeah, the tax code is very explicit. And so mm-hmm. to just start levying tariffs, um, it seems to, be, to not make sense to me that one entity should have that much power because um, what if he's just having a bad day like it seems <laughs> like he does sometimes and he just says you know screw it Th- you know i'm gonna, just gonna punish everybody because i because i feel like i'm upset or whatever
1: right like companies can go yeah. out of business from tariffs, it's, tariffs it's no right? joke like people can lose their jobs because of these things it's like right.
0: it's not something it's- you want
1: to mess around with right it's very serious implications and it's just for one person to just be like all right we're doing it it's it's, that's a lot of power um and so i mean i guess i'd probably blame where this power came from more than i'd blame him because it's just i just think people are generally inclined to abuse their power i don't really think that much of most people so it's just like I'd rather see that power go away than the person go away because I don't really trust the next guy to be any better. So it I think it comes from... The reason he's able to do it is uh, there's like a national security clause and mm. like China's stealing our IP. So, you know, you can slap tariffs as like a national security concern. It's very... That seems very loosey-goosey to me if you yeah. ask me.
0: All right, so the reason the Democrats are trying to impeach him is to directly counteract the tariffs. That's what they're saying, right? (laughs) (laughs) No, Uh, no. (laughs) Unfortunately, that's not the case. Maybe that would make it more noble of an, of an attempt to, to uphold the constitution, to uphold, you know, a Republic that's based on values and not whims of an individual. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately that I don't see that. (laughs) I don't see that in the New York times briefing. Um, that's not what they're citing as to the reason why they're inquiring to this uh impeachment um so that kind of just leaves me with the thought that they just you know just a power grab to mm-hmm. uh, to put to push their platform um there's a lot of ado it's a, it's a lot of ado about mm-hmm. you know. A lot of people involved a lot of you know lawyers uh i haven't seen any have you seen any estimates of like costs of uh, no um
1: i mean i guess one cost could be like congress's time but i actually think this is a good thing uh if congress (laughs) is too busy worrying about impeachment and they're not doing their regular job in which they're screwing up the country i think that's a good thing (laughs) yeah
0: it's like when you have like you're in charge of watching a toddler and it's just like all right they're painting on the walls but it's not actually that bad i can just paint over it you know they could be lighting the house on fire so i'll be i'm okay with that i'll let them just keep (laughs) painting on the walls
1: (laughs) so that's one positive i think uh I mean, yeah, if he gets removed, honestly, you know, I think there's enough in there for me to believe he did, like he abused his power. Uh, I I don't think it's, they don't have enough evidence to approve it, but I'm not going to be like, oh, this is tragic. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Then we just get Pence. I don't know what he's going to do. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's like back when Obama was president and he was executing drone strikes that was, like, killing so many people that he couldn't even, like, he couldn't, he couldn't even name, like, some of the, the targets of the drone strike. And it was, like, that to me is completely unwieldy of, like, that power to not use that responsibly and to take every single, uh, t- every single drone strike, every single murder of, you know, f- of foreign people. Um, but no one really cared about that. Right. Yeah. No it's like, still people don't care.
1: Yeah. It's like how many innocent people have our, has Literally. our government killed? Yeah. Like it's, that's, that's like murder as far as I'm concerned. And so, you know, people don't really seem to give a shit about that. So, uh, I mean, here, let's get some, there's some numbers on this. Uh, I'll pull that up now, but. You know, it's it's weird that this is such a hot button issue, and it's and I yeah, if you can prove quid pro pro, quid pro quo, then yeah, he should get removed because that's that is an abuse of power. But it's also killing innocent people is not an abuse of power. That's actually well within. The power of the US government. So you can't really impeach the president for doing that. So I don't know. It seems like this is an arbitrary line in the sand, if you ask me if because one seems is much more morally reprehensible to me than the other. And yet one is fit for removal and the other isn't. Right. So it it, to me, it's like, I just don't I, I don't care that much. You know, I'd rather see us killing less people for no reason um and like if if we can do that you know i would care much less about i'd I'd be willing to forgive some other indiscretions i guess
0: yeah i think there should be impeachment all the time for every single thing the president does and they'll not be able to pass any bills (laughs) (laughs) well the president doesn't pass any bills No, I'm saying the Congress is tied up. Oh, yeah, they're tied up, so they can't pass any bills.
1: Yeah. That's funny. Are you looking up the stats for Obama? Uh, I don't know if it's just Obama, or... It has been reported that over 160 children have died from UAV-launched attacks in Pakistan, that over 1,000 civilians have been injured. And... Known militant leaders constitute only 2% of all drone wave fatalities. Um, this was during the period from 2004 to 2011. So it's not just Obama, it's Bush too. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, here on Wikipedia, it says Trump signed an executive order. Oh, uh, this is not good. <laughs> revoking the requirement that U.S. intelligence officials officially report the number of civilians killed. So that actually r- decreases the visibility on this type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm like. People think Trump is so different from Obama, but it's I don't know. Yeah, I, to me the difference is it's not that significant. Most of most of our spending is irrelevant to the president. You know. Right. It's gonna be spent no matter what they have very small effect on like discretionary spending, and they can veto bills, which is pretty powerful, but it how much really changes from president to president you know
0: right it may seem I mean Trump wants it to seem like it is a lot, like every time mm-hmm. the stock market's a new high, he tweets like, <laughs> I don't know, like, like he tweets like you know stock markets. All time highs today. Congratulations like enjoy your mu- enjoy your wealth. Or what does he say? Like uh spend your money wisely. Like as if it's like as as if like A that's just like that's just like money in the pockets of Americans. And B, as if he had anything to do with it. <laughs> like
1: Right it- now. <laughs> like his tax cuts may have provided some additional cash flow to Companies to do some buybacks to raise the stock market a little bit, but like the tax cuts were what, like three percent or whatever. And
0: and corporate earnings haven't gone up, (laughs) like yeah.
1: So it
0: hasn't even actually helped corporations. It's just uh, well, what I was gonna say is, I think what he takes credit for, what he is taking credit for when he tweets stuff like that, is that like when he when he tweets things that make the market go up, which he obviously does. He tweets Mm -hmm. and market like the market moves and um and so i think he kind of envisions his just how he navigates topics like every time he like addresses media or tweets or something i think in the back of his mind he's thinking how does this affect the stock market because you can tell when the stock market starts going down he'll, he'll tweet like oh trade talks going well which <laughs> <if> the <laughs> markets go back up and so i think he he considers it a success when the markets go up because he feels like oh I I played my part well. <laughs> like I played the part that was necessary to um mm-hmm. to generate all-time highs in the stock market. Which if that is the case, if that's what it, he is attempting to do, that is market manipulation. That's like stock price manipulation, which is uh, like illegal. <laughs> that's a like a violation of the SEC. <laughs> right. Like that's like uh what's the actual term? I guess it
1: it would be market manipulation or like it's uh like price manipulation or price something. manipulation I don't know. so it's I don't like know the, i don't know the exact term
0: why would you be happy about like manipulating
1: the price i don't know that to me i was trying to get like a clearer picture of the the drone thing and mm. uh yeah no the numbers i said were about that uh, i think that encompassed everything i was just reading it yeah well uh, but you're not yeah, going to get a like, clear
0: picture? Because it sounds like Donald Trump is prohibited at <laughs> least yeah, of, no, like, yeah. accurate accuracy.
1: Yeah, so we... I, I don't even know if there's data. I'd have to dig into that. If, if if they've gone down or up, I wouldn't even know. And maybe there is no way to know because... Well, he signed it in 2019, so there should be data up until this point. Um, there's nothing on that on the Wikipedia page, though. like. But, I mean, still, like, we killed 160 children. Like that's a like that's yeah. fucked up you know yeah so, it's like a war crime yeah it's just and yet, like that to me is so much more significant than what he said a quid the pro crow or whatever yeah. you know yeah it's just like and yet we i don't know we never talk about that no one ever talks about that like mm. so it's just I, like how much do people really care and how much is it political that's what mm. i'm wondering because i don't know like i it didn't seem like obama was a bad guy like i don't think he was out there trying to kill children but it's like he's wielding this awesome power of uav missiles and it's like someone's like all right we could kill these terrorists they're probably terrorists and it's like all right let's do it and then Turns out it was bad intelligence, and you just killed a bunch of children. It's like I doubt that's what he was hoping for, but it still happened. Right, and it's like I get that's like these are tough decisions, but it, you know, mm-hmm. shouldn't these tough decisions be the forefront of our consciousness if we're killing children? You know, yeah, like I, I agree. So that that's like yeah, it's a tough decision. I I'm in the camp of yeah, let the terrorists go. I'd rather not kill the children. I don't know. I maybe I can see the argument for the other side. I'm not saying it's completely illegitimate, but it's. I'm not a big strike first kind of person. Mhm. Yeah, that's that's well said. But yeah, and so I mean, I don't know. So we remove them. We don't remove them. We get either a year of Trump, maybe four more years of Trump. I think people are acting like four more years of Trump is gonna like. Collapse the United mm-hmm. States or something. I think that's just so hyperbolic. It's just like At the end of the day, the the power of the president While it is significant, it's still limited in many ways and you'll see this in like Trump tries to do like order people to do things all the time and Then they just don't do it because he like he can't just tell anyone to do anything. He wants mm-hmm. So it's right. like people all the time refuse his demands because like he like he can't make me do that So it's like, his power is still very limited. And so, you know, I think we focus so much on the presidential election, like there's so much attention on it and so much attention on Trump and the media, like every single day, at least 80% of the headlines have to do with Trump. And it's just like, whether you love him or hate him, how much does he really matter at the end of the day? Like how much is he affecting your personal life like you know how much right. change is he really gonna affect in the system I don't know I think the change has to come from the bottom up I think like if you look at like an issue like gay marriage I think it became legal when it was cowardly for uh, politicians not to oppose it like it was the easiest thing in the world for politicians to be like yep I'm pro gay marriage. Like if a politician now was like I'm anti gay marriage, that's like a brave thing to say cuz it's it's so the title So unpopular turn. to right. be anti gay marriage at this point that it's like it takes literally zero it by the time it got passed, it took literally zero political courage to get that mm-hmm. thing passed because it's you would have lost basically no votes because it's just everyone so many of the people were just like yeah no i'm for this thing at that mm-hmm. point and so that's what i mean when i'm saying change comes from the bottom up is i think it's much more important for the cultures and the the culture and the ideas to change and and we should be thinking and discussing at that level than it is to get the right guy in the yeah. right position or whatever catch him on
0: exactly what he said on the phone like, right. the, like that is so little to, yeah, I, I, would, I would say on this subject, if we really wanted to, you know, target the man with the actual power, we would all be talking about Jerome Powell. <laughs> <laughs> we you know,
1: always got to talk about our boy Jerome. Yeah,
0: I mean, to 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 put into perspective of like how much Trump has talked about versus how much Powell has talked about versus mm-hmm. taking into account or like weight them. Based on how much power they actually have. It's like Trump is always talked about and he doesn't actually have as much power. I mean he's got a lot of power, but as yeah. as much as people talk about it, it's like his decision, you know, will affect yeah, I, everyone's I think life. Jerome, Jerome Powell, Powell has is,
1: more power than Trump. It's it's more specific. It's not as broad. Like Trump has more breadth of like reach. But I think just the single thing that the fed has control over is so significant that it's that thing is actually more powerful than all the yeah. few things that the president can touch yeah definitely. i don't know if you agree yeah i mean i the to me
0: the idea that like the controlling the money supply which is what the federal reserve does drone Powell's is the <clears throat> the chair of the federal reserve so he controls the money supply that is like I mean all of policy all of politics right is the application of policy, and policy is enacted through economics, which is you know trying to to motivate people through uh you know economic economic uh motivators right if you don't want people to do something the you you levy a tax and you say now it's more expensive to do that versus you know if you want something people to do something then you'll give them like uh you'll allow it to be tax deductible or something Mm -hmm. um to make it cheaper to do it and so people do it more so politics is really just um an argument of how should we apply economics Mm -hmm. in my opinion so that's like what all the politics all the branches of government all of the interpretation of the constitution all the people that are elected are arguing over what policy what policy should be enacted how should we implement our applied economics into the, our society? Right? Well, the Federal Reserve controls the money supply, which controls basically prices, basically all prices. <laughs> so that loan body, which is controlled by, well, not controlled, but it's, but reports to one man, you know, a, affects all prices in the economy, which is mm-hmm. like. It is so a board
1: vote though. He's not, it's not like his loan decision.
0: A, right. But. From what I read in the you know about what goes on in the Federal Reserve, it is very much like what is the way that we like they they don't think what is the truth. They think it is what is the way that we're thinking about something. Like it's all spun and there's all this groupthink and Mm. when there's groupthink it's like very influenced by I, I, I think Jerome Powell has a lot of say over Probably, yeah. So I just I just think that if we were to target him with as much, you know, publicity and call him on his intent and the exact logistics and actual, you know, subtleties of what he's actually doing and what what he's working on and why he's doing things, I think that uh, it would be eye opening into a lot of the things that we see today and a lot mm-hmm. of bubbles that are formed. Uh, I think directly can be – and it's not just Jerome Powell. He's holding the chair currently. There's been Janet Yellen. There's been Alan Greenspan. And there's been uh, – Ben Bernanke. Ben Bernanke. So I would say those, you know, if you wanted to pick four names that you could really target as, like, influencers, it's yeah. like those
1: people don't even come
0: up when they're, like, in my opinion, the most important names. Right.
1: I think people go, oh, they're smart, so like they must be, they must know what they're doing, right? Right. But it's just like, whereas know, Trump is, of- <laughs> whereas Trump is, <isn't. laughs> <laughs>
0: I could make better de- people. Th- people say I could make better decisions than him, right. therefore.
1: <laughs> but it's just like I don't know. Smart people do make terrible decisions all the time. So it's just yeah, absolutely. I in fact, um, the way most people uh, make up their mind is actually from like an emotional seed, is they just have this core emotional uh, attachment and they're like this is what I believe and then they look at the evidence from there and they pick the evidence that supports what they already believe to begin Mm. with. Like most people don't actually just start with the evidence and they go okay here's my conclusion. That's not really how most people think about most things. That's how some people think about some things but most people about most things is just like you know this is just what I believe and then all right, let's see what's out there to prove my point. <laughs> I mean, I myself it, included, obviously. Right.
0: Yeah, that reminds me of a study um, where where people were given information, limited information about picking horses to win um, a, a race. And when they were given limited information, they were asked to pick the horses and then rate how confident they were on which horse was going to do the best and so they would you know pick their winners and they weren't very confident um and then in a you know further in the study they would give the give people a lot more information you know all the way every every piece of information they could ever ask for they would like provide for them and then so they would rate the horses in that scenario and then rank rank their confidence so in the second scenario they rated themselves higher more highly confident because they were able to answer the questions they had but uh in both scenarios obviously they didn't do any better you know they were they they tested about the same so Mm -hmm. that just kind of shows that like people in the second scenario were more confident because they had they were able to have more information but that just goes to show they were picking the information that they already made the the you know they didn't do any better on the on the choice they already made the choice with the limited information off the beginning you know every piece of information they got made them more confident but it didn't make them any better at picking horses right wow that's super interesting
1: yeah 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 that's that's definitely evidence of that right like because they're like oh yeah i want this horse and it's like what else do you need to do it's like oh yeah no this is definitely the guy (laughs) right but it's like it's just you're just confirming what you already believe right yeah that's super interesting um And then i guess this isn't this is kind of tangential but i think you told me about there's a study where um like they gave people a stack of pictures and most of them were photos that of things they actually did like memories they actually have Mm -hmm. and they were like uh just tell me about what's happening in this photo and then in that stack of photos they would insert like doctored photos where they photoshop things or whatever it it didn't actually happen it's not a part of their real memory and they would just go through the stack of photos without skipping a beat they would get to the doctor photo and they'd be like oh yeah and then in this one we did this and this and then they would get to the next one and they basically just completely fabricated a memory from a doctor photo without even thinking about it and so it's like the way we actually really think about uh, or The way we actually remember our own lives or everything, a lot of it is just inference to, to begin with from some emotional instinct, right? Because like, if you thought you had a great time, your recollection of those photos may be completely different if you thought you had a terrible time based on the same facts or whatever. So it's like even our own memories are in a way influenced by this really what is just a, a, like just a gut reaction to things. Yeah.
0: So why do we talk about this? Well, it's important to know that because that's the first step in becoming more logical. <laughs> right. Like knowing that you're illogical can implant the seeds that are necessary to stop yourself in your illogicality and correct. You know, say hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know I'm ar- i know I'm acting irrationally. What can I do to, uh,
1: you know, to
0: fix my ways and be more rational, more logical.
1: Yeah, what I like to do a lot of time is ask myself, why do I believe this? If, if you can catch yourself and just say, okay, wait, why do I think this? And then if you literally have nothing, <laughs> that's proof that you didn't, you didn't think it through. Yeah. Like you just, you just made up your mind beforehand. And I do yeah. that all the time where it's like, oh, yeah, this is right. And then if you just sit and go, okay, wait, why do I think this? You, you might actually have a hard time convincing yourself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, um,
0: I, I was, I read, I read these tweets. I follow some people that are, uh, that are like quantitative. They, they do quantitative analysis on the stock market, mm-hmm. um, which I don't really believe in. We we could get into that some other time, but yeah. I, I follow this one guy who tweets maybe twice an hour about certain stocks or, you know, indices that are like producing patterns. Like they look for different patterns in the, in the stocks, in the, in the graphs, like, you know, and and these patterns are literally like, uh, it goes up to you know hit a local maximum, then goes down to a certain price, then goes up to another local maximum, then down to the same price, then up to a cer- to the first local maximum, and then back down to the same price, and then once it hits that same price, it's called a head and shoulders top. It's just going to go to the floor. So they're just looking for, just completely arbitrary patterns that, they believe that will indicate what the future of the you know the stock or the indice ind, index sorry will be um so that's not really important that's just what this guy does you know for i guess a living or you know he, he's a hobbyist or whatever he's looking at this stuff and he's he, he always tweets out the and it's just interesting for me to see like what he's seeing and then i like follow the stock and then see what it actually does and you mm-hmm. know yeah, he's not you know He's not often right, I don't think. I mean, it's basically just. I mean, if he was always right,
1: it would just be infinite money. Yeah. (laughs) Like. like.
0: Yeah. Um, So I mean, but it's just interesting for me to see what he's you know looking for, and then, so, recently the past three days he has been, uh, really closely watching, the S and P five hundred graph. And he's been drawing lines that show, like, oh, the S&P 500 is about to go down a lot. Like, Mm -hmm. he'll he'll post, like, you know... Yesterday, he probably posted, like, six pictures. of like, oh, this is really bearish. This is really bad. This is really Mm -hmm. bad. Um, And then today, he posts, uh, you know, a graph that it shows... He's just like, as much as it pains me to say (laughs) this is actually bullish for the S&P 500, like, this is a, a technical, like, it's showing technical support at this on this graph, and you know th- it could actually go up from here. And I'm just like reading that. I'm just like, well, buddy, if you are basing your analysis quantitatively, it shouldn't pain you to say anything. Like, <laughs> like the the graphs are what they are. Like you're just reporting. Like that just completely undermines his his whole like theory of oh quantitative analysis. This is what this is showing. This like for him to say it pains me to say. Well, then it instantly tells you, oh, he's got, he's got a vested interest in finding the, the ones that go down. That's why, he, that's why he posts so many pictures of, you know, technical indicators that the, the, the s and 500 is going to go down. Because he's got some vested interest that he wants it to go down. The second he sees, uh oh, it pains me to say, you know, <laughs> it's like, like how, how skewed is
1: his view, really, at that point? Right. And funny. like... For me, the, the problem with technical analysis is, like, yeah, I could understand there, there could be a case that, like, maybe certain patterns cause certain s- sporadic behaviors in human psychology. Like, maybe if there's a certain set of price movements, people panic. I, maybe. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I haven't looked at it closely enough. But, you know, uh, but what is, like, if, if that guy's ever just sat and go, okay. This is a head and shoulders that means it's gonna collapse why right. <laughs> like if yeah. you just if you just say well, why do i think this i right. cannot think of a single logical reason again other than if people see a head and shoulders they just they just fucking panic like yeah. what i there's no logical explanation for that that i can conjure up um unless you had statistics to back it up but you don't because if you did that, again, you could just make infinite money. Because as soon yeah. as anyone sees that, it's just like, oh, money. I know exactly where it's going. Yeah. You know? It's, and then there would be no more money to make because then it's like, we all figured this out. It doesn't work anymore. Right. Uh, we kind of went off <laughs> on a tangent there. Uh, I guess none of this has to do with impeachment. But I guess that just proves our point that we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you, yeah, well, I guess you could tie it back. If you
0: think a certain way about the impeachment trial, you got to ask yourself, why do I believe this? And if the answer is, oh, I really don't like Trump, or (laughs) I really do like Trump, you know, that's probably an indicator that you've got a vested interest. You're not actually (laughs) thinking logically or rationally, right? Right. If he broke the law, if he did what is illegal, then yeah, you know, do what's necessary
1: to, but if he didn't, you know. Yeah, in fact, I would love to measure people's confidence in whether there was wrongdoing with the level of support or, um, I guess, hate. I don't. What's what's the opposite of support? We just say hate. Okay, like how for how vested you are for or against Trump, I I would venture to guess is highly correlated with your confidence in either wrongdoing or no wrongdoing like me i'm not i don't really care that much about i don't have like that much of an opinion of trump i don't you know it's just like whatever and i'm looking at the evidence and i'm i can see the case for i can see the case against i'm not really right you know i i don't feel like i have a horse in the race but i feel like the people who are super like hate trump are like oh he. this is egregious and the people who love trump are like no, it's perfect, perfect <laughs> phone call. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah, I I can't say for sure that's correlated, but I I would guess it is if I'm being honest. Well, yeah, it just goes back to what you said. It's like a, you know, all of the Republicans
0: are voting. That yeah, he's innocent. All the Democrats.
1: Do you so, think? I should yeah, s- I mean. What? Okay, you go ahead. <laughs> uh, just look at the evidence yourselves, guys. Don't just take our word for it, because we're just two guys. Yeah. Um. You know. But again, if you if you feel strongly one way or another, I would say, ask yourself, why do I feel this way? Um, and then, you know, if you can convince yourself, at least you've done your homework, but you might just be the people picking horses who got all the evidence and still suck anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All
0: right. So um in our research in our preparation for these episodes uh that we're recording the the, the do us podcast in it in its entirety um we were jeff and i uh, have been doing research have been listening to um to personalities that are that are out there that exist um that we owe a lot of credit to because they really opened our eyes up to a lot of uh, great info and so if you like what we say, or if you want to re- like hear further, um, cause we're, I mean, Jeff and I, we're the, we're only the intellectual love child of, of the following people <laughs> that we, <laughs> we, we learn from, uh, what do you think, Jeff?
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there where, um, I get my information from, um, I try to get multiple opinions as much as I can and not just take people's words for it. But, um. I think some of these guys are are pretty good, pretty trustworthy, they've proven themselves to be, and so um, it's always good to get a second opinion, but, um, I mean, for example, uh, Peter Schiff has taught me a lot about uh, economics, and I think he's very good at explaining things in a way that anyone can understand them, Um, so, you know, I get, I I learn a lot from him, so I want to appreciate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would say the the Mises Institute, uh, with Jeff Deist. It, Jeff Dice has a great podcast, um, but the Mises Institute does a lot of work trying to make sure, like uh, true Austrian economics ideals are being discussed and are promulgating through uh, through time, because Mises himself and uh, you know Rothbard, Rothbard, other Austrian economics. Did a lot of the ground, laid a lot of the groundwork for libertarianism and, um, you know, free markets and, you know, reliable, hard money uh, that our society needs as we're (laughs) explaining in these podcasts. So I think a lot of credit goes to them.
1: Yeah. And uh, another guy is uh, Tom Woods. He's like a big libertarian guy. Uh, He's also like an Austrian economics guy. Uh, He used to work with peter schiff i think um and so he shares a lot of the same opinions but he's really he's really big in the podcast so he has one like every day um, i would add uh danielle
0: DiMartino booth um she's a really great uh economist her history is actually a federal reserve uh employee uh, she was an employee at the federal reserve uh dallas branch And she wrote a book about the Federal Reserve and like what kind of goes on behind closed doors there. So she knows a lot, and she is a very vocal critic of the Federal Reserve and what they're doing wrong. And so she's a good example of someone who, you know, was part of the system but didn't, you know, she didn't gorge on the bullshit. She was able to (laughs) keep a level head. Yeah. And uh, try to she tries to make the. Yeah, another great
1: is uh, Nassim Taleb. Um, he has written written quite a few books about economics. He's not an Austrian, um, but I think the emphasis in a lot of his books is in this idea that um, a lot of things that happen are just inherently random. There's there's really at the end of the day no way of you can't predict everything, but you can build systems that are protected against randomness. Like you don't know when an earthquake is going to come, but you can build a building that can survive an earthquake. Um, and so if you rely on the fact that you can predict earthquakes and that's how your system works versus just saying, I don't know when it's going to come. So this building's going to stand and I don't know how strong it will be, but this building can do it no matter what. Like that's a lot more uh, uh, robust than trying to predict the randomness. And so he's influ- he's my ideas a lot on what people are actually capable of predicting because I think some people would have you be- believe a lot of these technical charts guys or whatever might have you believe they can predict the future, but it's a lot of times you really can't. Yeah.
0: And then I would say uh, maybe debatably most uh the the person to thank the most would be Milton Friedman, the OG. He's just uh, <laughs> he's just the father of uh a lot of what you know this this line of thinking uh came from him just uh he's really really good thinker really good uh another guy that's really good at explaining it in a way that people can understand and uh he was really approachable and really dedicated his life to to promoting uh free markets and and uh yeah. Yeah and, yeah. and Liberty. Yeah. And, and he's,
1: he's not an Austrian, uh, guy. We don't really need to talk about what that means, but, um, you know, he, he did a lot to help people understand what was causing inflation in the seventies and help get that under control. And so, you know, he's just kind of been a like, you know, we, there's real stuff in the real world to thank him for, uh, due to his consulting and understanding of how the world works. Um, and again, he's so good at expo- like if you just try to look at any videos of Milton Freeman, he's fantastic at explaining things in a way that anyone, absolutely anyone could understand without any prior understanding of anything. He's just it's it, <laughs> he, he puts it in a way that it's just as long as you got a functioning brain, you can understand it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh specifically
0: free to choose is a 10 mm-hmm. series Uh, hour-long episode or 10 hour-long episodes on youtube currently so if anything that we've said sparks your interest uh i would suggest checking out yeah it's a great
1: series it's great
0: all right well uh that does it yeah see you next time thanks for doing less with us thank you